Hi, I'm Sativa, and welcome to Our Yellow Bench, a podcast, blog, and shop for teachers exploring creativity, inclusivity, and classroom technology. Join me for topics about the things that matter most, our teaching practices. This is Our Yellow Bench, a place for all the good stuff about teaching and learning. This episode is Differentiating for English Language Learners. It's never easy, and it's always important, like most aspects of a teacher's day. But differentiating for English language learners cannot be overlooked or pushed onto tomorrow's to-do list, not only because they're children, but because they are struggling with communicating, with academics, with friendships, and adjustments, for starters. I used to think that differentiation for English language learners meant teaching them the vocabulary and varying the outcome of their work. Now I think there's a lot more I can do without much more effort. Designed for ELL, but beneficial for everyone. Differentiation doesn't stop at holding language learners to different expectations, based solely on the outcome of their classwork and understanding that it isn't possible for them to produce the same written or spoken responses as other students. These things are important, but there are simple modifications and accommodations that will keep them learning and included. Here are some basic strategies that we can use every day that make a profound difference to our ELL students to make sure that they're included, learning, and getting the most out of their time with us. My first and most favorite is the traffic light system. When creating a task on paper for your students, make a simpler version. And if you're feeling spunky, a challenging one too. It can be adapted by reducing the amount of work to do, simplifying vocabulary, pairing it with a leveled text, having the beginning already completed, or by combining it with a word mat. Just providing a pictorial word mat can be the biggest and most helpful differentiation. I like to separate the differentiated tasks into labeled baskets or piles so students can independently choose their challenge. And I must say, you'll be surprised who takes what. The second thing we can do in class to differentiate is labels and labels and more labels. Just label things. It doesn't have to be pretty. I mean, Pictures are nice, especially for the young ones, but just make sure there are labels on things in the classroom, especially tools that students need to access often and tools that you refer to often when giving instructions. You can take this up a notch by adding words in your students' languages too. You don't need to speak their language. Have your students write on the labels. It brings a beautiful sense of ownership and belonging to the classroom. My number three for ELL differentiation is wait time. I remember learning the three-second rule of waiting. However, I give it at least five. At least. When I pose a question, I hold my finger to my temple to signify that it is thinking time. So everyone in the room has time to come up with an answer before sharing with a partner or to the class. Stealing thinking time by blurting is a serious offense in my second grade classroom. Depending on the question and the brain power it requires, thinking time can vary from five seconds to even a minute. I often think about the question myself and then double the time for my learners. 
However, when speaking to an individual learner, sometimes 10 seconds isn't enough. And that's okay. And our students need to know that's okay. What's all the pressure for? It is so hard to translate and think and then translate again and then speak in a way that makes sense in a new language. Just wait for them. My differentiation strategy number four is using learning partners. What did I do before I knew what learning partners were? I don't even want to think back to those days. Learning partners are assigned partnerships in class. It's a go-to person for talking, helping, checking in with, and collaborating. They are for talking, talking, and talking. Because the more students talk, the better they can think, write, communicate, and express themselves. I've included a free editable template that you can use to display learning partners in your classroom, and you can get it at the free resource library at ariellobench.com. Learning partners, or LPs, change often and get used every day, probably every lesson. I have displayed learning partners differently depending on the grade that I'm teaching in a given school year. In lower primary, I start the year with a display of paired photographs that has each child's name and photo beside it. In the lower primary, I start the year with a display of paired photographs. It includes each child's name and picture beside that of their learning partners. With older students, I pair simple name cards or even just have their names written together on a specified section of the whiteboard that's always visible to them. It usually takes about a month to build the learning partner culture in my classroom because I rely on it so heavily and I use it frequently. However, when I worked in a school where it was the standard practice in all classrooms, the students arrived on day one already knowing how to support each other and how to work together. With K-2 students, I tend to let the partnerships last a bit longer, two to three weeks, but with grades three through five, I prefer to change them weekly. My fifth tip for differentiating is one-to-one instruction or using mini groups. Just a few minutes of individual attention can make a world of difference. The fear of speaking in front of others, the difficulty listening to instructions or following all that was said in a lesson, all of it, it disappears with one little bit of personal time. You can make a big difference with little things like reading together daily or increasing classroom conferences with these learners. Just checking in frequently, giving only a minute from each lesson. Keeping new to English learners close to you during whole group instruction. And also by writing to parents or caregivers just to say that you're proud of the efforts made and the learning happening. My sixth differentiation strategy for language learners is using word mats. So simple and easy to make, or at least quite accessible. Even when learners say or pretend they don't want it or need it, leave one on the table or in eyesight anyway. It will take you just minutes to prepare this and makes a huge difference in their learning. My number seven is sticky notes or sentence stem cards. Write it down for your students to read. Are you reading together and want to talk about the text? Use questions and answers that follow the same sentence pattern. For example, I like. What do you like? 
Sentence stems are important because they create a scaffold which allows students to answer in a complete sentence. It provides some of the English sentence structure, like formulating a sentence, and allows students to perform better than they could alone. Vocabulary words, high-frequency sight words, tricky spelling, and sentence starters are all great ways to use sticky notes or flashcards. Sticky notes come in every color, shape, and size, and their use for supporting language learners are endless. Scrap paper also works just as well. Do you know what is quote-unquote normal for an EAL learner? Up to six months of silence, feeling tired and emotionally overwhelmed from learning language, content, and culture simultaneously, inattentive and distracted behavior in class, dependence on visual clues in the classroom, teacher's voice, expression, and learning partners, difficulty building friendships, and six years to native fluency. For me, one of the most important things was making these small moves into dispositions, a habitual part of what I do when delivering a lesson or preparing my classroom for the day. I had to practice them one at a time until they became second nature. I started using these techniques and strategies because I had many English learners And it turned out that lots of students actually benefited from them. And it worked. It made a difference. If you have a high population of students with different linguistic backgrounds, you can also check out other episodes and blogs I have about teaching in a multilingual classroom and creative ways to pre-teach vocabulary for language learners. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and gained some insight and inspiration for your own classroom. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on future episodes and visit my website at ouryellowbench.com, read the blog, check out the teaching resources, and connect with me. Happy teaching and learning.